From Turner Home Entertainment, sail the high seas. All hands on deck! Battle bloodthirsty pirates. Dead men tell no tales. Search for buried treasure. We're going on a treasure hunt. And live the adventure with Charlton Heston as the crafty buccaneer, Long John Silver. We want that treasure and we'll have it one way or another. Would you guys survive on a desert island? The thing I would miss the most is kombucha. And I'd be really upset because I wouldn't be able to have it cold. It'd probably just be warm all the time. And so I don't know if I could. What about you guys? How do you make kombucha? It's fermented tea and you need something called a scooby. I don't know what that is. And that's really all I know. I think I just miss wine more than anything. I I think I could go without kombucha. I'd miss air conditioning a lot. I think (laughs) that would be. I wonder if pirates like look down on other pirates that drink wine. They're like, ah, you don't drink rum, you (laughs) scallywag, you know? (laughs) I wonder if rum back then is the same kind of rum we have now like that. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it was like more raw, like more because like the rum we have now tastes like tastes, tastes like shit. I'm not a big fan of the rum we have. Now. Dude, you got to do rum. coconut rum. That's the money right oh, there, dude. <laughs> oh, coconut rum, baby. By the way, what's rum made out of? Do we know? Uh, Is it fermented coconut? Probably not. Okay. Let's check the Google. Uh, fermenting sugarcane molasses or sugarcane juice. I don't know if I saw sugarcane on that island, so they might run out of rum soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Code Unknown, where we explore the movies that seem to have drifted out of history. I'm Alan Geis. I'm Charlie McCoy. And I'm Kylie Black. This week, we're joined by one of my best friends, Danny Davila. Danny, how the heck are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Having a good time. I'm so excited to have you here, man. I also wanted to officially announce that our frequent collaborator and friend of the show, Kylie Black, has accepted a position on the show Kylie, we're so stoked to have you be a permanent member of our of our team. I know. I was going to say it's about time. I've only been on every episode. <laughs> That's why we figured we were like, well, look, you just organically keep popping up in every episode. We just, we got to, we got to get you on. You've provided some amazing contributions and uh, I, I can't wait to keep working with you. So we wanted to close out the summer with some sort of blockbuster movie that isn't widely known, but on paper has potential to be huge. So when we came across this movie with an impressive cast, we knew it was the one. So this week, we're talking about Treasure Island, adapted from the Robert Louis Stevenson's 1882 novel. And it's not that Treasure Island, or that one, or even that one. It's the 1990 TNT TV movie starring young Christian Bale, Charlton Heston, and Oliver Reed as Billy Bones, written and directed by Heston's son, Frazier Clark Heston. This was, when I found out this movie, I was like, this is the the craziest thing. I I couldn't believe it was real. I have one question about this. Did it have potential to be huge? If it's, wasn't it, was it always going to be made for TV or was this thing like set for a theater and then like TNT is just like, we'll buy it off their hands? I guess when I say potential to be huge, I mean in the sense of like- Public consciousness? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And I but, guess you would have thought with like Charlton Heston, it would have attracted some more, some attention. I mean, yeah, I think maybe it's an issue of like, this was already kind of past his time. You know, he already was maybe out of the public consciousness. So yeah. Trellin, how would you describe this movie? Well, in 1765, a young English boy named Jim Hawkins gets involved with Buccaneers during his quest to find a pirate 
pirate Captain Flint's treasure buried on a secret island. That's what kicks off this journey is the opportunity for treasure and it sends everybody on this on this adventure on the island and uh, there's so there's so many betrayals and rum and parrots and all sorts of amazing stuff we're going to talk about i thought because it was a made for tv movie i was like oh man this movie's gonna suck you know like it's a made for tv movie but then like as i, as I got into it I was like oh wow it's actually really good it has production value so i would say yeah. like you know like don't don't just you know throw it away because it's a made for tv movie it's actually like a really good i agree i agree i you anytime you hear tv movie you think it's not going to be good and I recently saw Michael Mann's first movie, which is a TV movie. It's called The Jericho Mile. Have Jericho you guys ever checked Mile. that out? I've wanted to see it for a while, but I haven't. Okay, I'll get it to you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it just example after example. Uh, and who knows, maybe we could do Jer- Jericho Mile on the, on the show. But yeah, again, just because it's made for TV, don't, don't think it, it won't hold up. And I mean, from the beginning, it kind of opens up like Pirates of the Caribbean, with like this guy just lone pirate on the ship showing up on an island and kind of getting into people's lives, right? So I was, I was gonna say, I wonder if Pirates of the Caribbean got that from this movie because like he's even like, kind of on the ship the same way as Jack Sparrow comes in. This right, movie. right, yeah, yeah. I thought the that, same thing. That in the black spot where I was like, oh shit, yeah. because I'm not, I haven't seen like any other Treasure Island movies. I'm sure that's a thing, and they just took from there. But yeah, that was funny to see. Probably, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that probably is influence. Well, I think. Any, if, if you like adventure movies, you like pirates, I really do think this, this is a recommend and it doesn't fall short of providing just some genuine entertainment. While again, I think some, some good insights into like what it is to be human. And so we recommend this movie for fans of Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Flies, Indiana Jones, Reservoir Dogs, and Assault on Precinct 13. So anything to add to that, y'all? Um, no, I think I'm good. Awesome. So let's get into it. Kylie, why don't you start off with, because I know you and me love this movie. So why don't you, you open us up uh, with, with what you liked about it? So I don't know if I loved it, loved it, but I really liked it. Uh, I'm already putting words in your mouth. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, I think that, I don't know. I try to judge films like based on what they are. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. Like trying not to um, put them to standards that are out of their league. So, I mean, for a film that was supposed to be a TV movie with the resources that they had and telling that story, I think they did a really good job of telling it. Yeah. Yeah. My like biggest, we, yeah. Sorry. Well, like we talked about from the beginning, it, to me, it was extremely engaging because it, it raises the it raises this curiosity right of like okay we're meeting this guy who is he he's alone he's showing up he goes in and i've never heard scottish oliver reed but i gotta say i love scottish oliver reed and he's just in and he's just like i mean how cool is that for for this character by the way i don't know there was like no dialogue at the beginning like it was like a silent movie which Mm -hmm. that's always cool right of like just like showing not telling and and he just tosses him a bag of gold and he's just like that, like, let me know once this runs out. Like, if, you're, if your main guy from the beginning, like, does some shit like that, you're like, oh, this guy's bad. He's fucking cool. See, I wasn't, for whatever reason, that, um, I, I think that, I definitely agree that I think that what really sold this film was the acting. I think the performances on most levels were 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, out of the park. 
but I was not as impressed with Oliver Reed's performance seemingly as most people oh, were. I did not dislike it. I didn't dislike it. I didn't watch it and it wasn't like I was disappointed. I just didn't, it didn't stand out to me. Like it definitely wasn't in my top five of the movie. When he delivers that monologue to live safe. shit faced? Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I almost stood up and clapped. I thought he was awesome. <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree. Like, I feel like everyone brought their A game. Yeah. They're all British actors, but except for Oliver Reed, he kind of went over the top of it. Are you hurt? It's rum, I need him. Give us rum, we. For the love of God, boy. Get me some rum, we. Get me a top of rum, we. He, that is Oliver Reed, though. That is him yeah. encapsulated. But I, I'm going to go on the limb state. There's one actor I think did not do a good job in that. I think Christian Bale, even though he's a kid in this movie, I think he, I don't know, something about it didn't really work for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought when, when, he, when he opened the door for the first time, or yeah, I think it was one of the first times, yeah. he just has like this like look on his face. I'm like, shit, man, fucking Christian Bale is like, acting his ass off in this movie. Like He just has like this crazy <laughs> like look on his face. I, for me, I think he... he he played it very meek at the beginning, right? Which I think that's the mm-hmm. point. And then I think he did grow up into kind of like a little badass, but at the, while still having definitely like he's courageous, but while still having fear within him as he's going through it, like when he's fighting Israel, he looks scared, you know, even though mm-hmm. he's doing it, he look he doesn't look like he knows exactly what he's doing, but if anything, that, that makes it more compelling. Uh, I do. I can't wait to bring up how he is the worst spy of all time. They tell him, "Hey, sit close to the guys, okay?" They get to the island and he runs away. He's just like, <laughs> "Bye!" And, and Long John's like, "Where are you going?" Like, "Oh, that wasn't suspicious." <laughs> so I um, actually do have a question though for you. Yeah. Um. So my biggest thing with it, and I almost wanted to bring this up in the spoiler for tease, but I thought it would save it. So when I was watching the film, I feel like this is a little bit different from like more modern adventure films like you're referencing because it's very much, it's almost like an old timey one, like a classic, like the fifties or something like a, one of those types of old adventure sci-fi something films, because it doesn't feel like it. It's very strict to the book. It feels like, I I mean, I haven't read the book, but I have to imagine like that it's very strict to the book because it doesn't, they don't try to make it darker in any way. At least I didn't feel like they tried to make it incredibly dark. Yeah. So it didn't seem like it was like it, it it's it's odd because it feels like it should be a children's story but it didn't feel intended for children because the performances were so intense. And the violence too. And like the violence, just, yeah. Yeah, wake up and the oh my god, I thought it was the line was awesome when when Heston's just like what's my wrong line in the movie? You've never you've never woken up to a lad with his throat cut like oh my <laughs> <laughs> like no, we haven't. You know, we crazy person and you see it in like gruesome detail and then also like christopher lee's like scarred like oh. face oh, yeah. like, eyes, really yeah. gnarly i guys for the over their heads i got a review that's gonna leave you perplexed as to this person's opinion on that makeup it's, it's insane how were um, his eyes that blue i've never seen bluer eyes <laughs> yeah i didn't know that was christopher Reed's voice i mean he sounds so yeah right he, you mean lee or christopher what did lee? i say you said Reed, I'd like. <laughs> oh, 
Christopher like Reeve. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a real quick, I, I just I need to get this off my chest. For a second, did anyone think the mom was Michelle Pfeiffer? Was I the only one that thought that? Uh, I, no, not for me. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. Um, okay. So the shit really kicks off with the arrival of Black Dog. And that was another moment where for me, it was like back to back, the Oliver Reed monologue and Black Dog and him kind of facing off, right? That I thought mm-hmm. was awesome. I don't know who that actor is. I haven't looked him up. I thought he was incredible. I thought that was a good example of like, like someone brought up, like people brought their A game. I thought they had like a really cool, even honestly, the action, like later when they're fighting in the little bungalow or whatever you want to call it, like, like that looked kind of cheap at times. Like there'd be sword fighting and like you kind of saw the guys were like, I don't know, like how to do this, you know? But for the most part, like it was convincing. Like, dude, they were throwing each other across the tails and stuff. Like I thought it was badass. They so, killed every piece of furniture in that room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like a superhero battle. It was awesome. Yeah. See, this is where I felt like it got very TV movie. As opposed to you. Because, okay, a couple things. The first thing is, like, there was the one part where Black Dog first comes. And there's, I don't know, the way that it, the performance was great. But the way that he approached, like, Christian Bale's character felt very, like, it made me very uncomfortable. Like, I think I had in my notes, like, is Black Dog a pedophile? Like, because it wasn't, it was very creepy how engaged he was with the kid. I had that in my notes too. Like, was he gonna do something to Christian Bale? Like, <laughs> I'm glad I was the only one that got yeah. that vibe from him. I, don't I also know. got then, that vibe. What? I'm the only yeah, one that did. didn't get that. I, I didn't see that at all. There's like a way that he like rubs his face. He puts <laughs> his hand across, like, puts his hand across Christian Bale's cheek, mm, and it yeah. feels very. Yeah. Maybe I it went to. Very- Maybe I got like a sip of water around that part and I like totally missed it. I don't know. Guys, do you remember? I have this in my notes. Who said this will warm the cockles of your heart? It was either, Someone said that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just thought like I, I felt it was so, like it made me, it made like my hair stand up. Uh, it, it, it made me have to write it down to bring it up. I just thought that was a great line. Going back to what you were saying, Alan, about um, missing things from getting a drink of water. Did I miss something with Oliver Reed? Because I felt like he kind of like fell over. Did he die then? Or like, because he just. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think it was like a symbolic death. It was just kind of showing like this. The alcohol took him. The alcohol took (laughs) him. Like it's, it's kind of like a don't think about it too much. That the, this crazy pirate life has has mm-hmm. just done too much to him he's his time is up it's like the grim reaper came from so yeah uh-huh. um okay. Well, okay so what about the yeah when the whole thing the it continues that whole fight it just felt very odd to me that black dog and um blind pew oh yeah saying the names correctly were that close in timing the fact that well, back then the travel time yeah, of yeah. back then that they would be within minutes of each other <laughs> it was almost like a community theater show right like like he went once stage left blind pew came in stage right like hey what's going on <laughs> I just, just that? Done, like this thing where they had at least made it another day where he just went yeah. to bed like thinking what's gonna happen and maybe he had this conversation <laughs> something with with all reed's character and then the next day like blind pew showed up i don't understand why that it, it would have added maybe three minutes to the film i don't really understand why they couldn't have just added something like that 
That and also like um, when um, Blind Pew gives him the black spot, he's like, you got till like 1030. And it's like, oh, okay, he's going to go away and like come back for whatever. And then like, it's like the next scene, he's like coming back to fight. Like there was no transition of time or anything. It was like really odd. That was weird. Like, why did he just, I thought he gave him the the message. He was like, he wasn't going to stick around, but he, it's, you can almost imagine he just went off to the corner and was like sipping on a pint. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Then he was like, okay, like I'm back. (laughs) Guys. So I think it's so funny. There's similar things in, in that connect these movies that we've been doing, right. Specific kind of like motifs. And in this one, last movie we did was roar that dealt with animals attacking people. Uh, I have never seen just horses trample a human like that in a movie. Um, I've seen it attempted in this spaghetti Western called uh, Compañeros from uh, Sergio Corbucci, but it wasn't successful. This was straight up like the British were like, oh, this is how we fight people. We don't draw swords. We just fucking run them over. <laughs> and Christopher Lee was just like, like he just knew it was coming. Just ah, <laughs> and, just, and his friends just left him. They didn't like help guide him. Yeah. Like, the sidewalk <laughs> or just oh, he and he's bitchy at them about that. He was like, "Would you yeah. do this to a blind man?" Like I thought he was gonna be kind of daredevil. Like like look, I may be blind, but I have hiding senses. But he was just useless. That uh, that also, I wanted to call BS on him being blind in the beginning because he's just like <laughs> perfectly walking into doorways. But then, and then fighting, and then, but I guess he is blind because he gets trampled. <laughs> you know, I wanted to really Scott get the idea for trampling the kid and gladiator from this movie. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm not as, I'm, I'm not a huge gladiator guy, but, but wow. Uh, well, Reed. Another Oliver Reed movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so he died during it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was. That's what sparked the replace the actor with yeah, CGI revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically there's like a couple little scenes after this. They're like, we're going to go after the treasure, yada, yada. But essentially the next big thing is we're meeting Charlton Heston and see, I've seen people while, while researching just what other people thought about it, that people seem to complain about his acting. This is what I think is brilliant about it. And let me know what you guys think is, he plays off as he's already missing a leg, right? Kind of indicating like this is what uh, the pirate life does to you. But he su- seems like such a kind of frail, he's smooth. He's, he's got charisma, but he looks harmless. And that's what I, he plays it, I think, so fucking good because I didn't know this story and I wouldn't have told you like he's the bad guy. I thought he was going to help Christian Bale not turn out to be the guy leading the pirates on a fucking mutiny. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't understand how anybody could have an issue with his performance because for me, that was the highlight of the film. He was yeah, just so charismatic and good at this. I don't, he just, he, a lot of the characters in like these types of movies, especially, but including this film, they feel very cartoonish because they're just sort of there for their purpose and then they're gone. Yeah. But he didn't feel that way. He felt like I, I couldn't gauge where he was in his relationship to Christian Bale or the other pirates or what he was going to choose over what. Even at the end, I wasn't sure if he was going to like leave like he did, if he was going to stay, if he was going to try to do another mutiny. I don't, he, I, he was, I loved it. I loved the whole, his whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I thought the film caught a little more fun when he, when he got introduced. I, like I, mm-hmm. like I really liked his character and, and I, I, I do think he did, ha- he did like Christian Bale's character. Like I, I don't think he was going to 
kill him or anything. No, no, he def. You're you're right, and yeah. I think that's they do a good job of portraying that. Like yeah. he even comments, I like he reminds me of myself, you know. Yeah. And so I think he admires the the rebellious part of him, and it's kind of like almost like a lighter Star Wars story, right? Of it's almost like if Darth Vader had charisma. You know, and you kind of like Darth Vader a little more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He has charisma. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Basically, the Christian Bale, I mean, they said, when was, let me ask you guys this. Before Christian Bale jumps into the barrel and they reveal, and he overhears like, oh shit, they're going to, they're going to flip shit. Aside from the captain kind of warning, like hinting, like, hey guys, you know, these these guys, this crew we picked up. I don't know what they're if they're gonna turn on us. Like the captain is smart, right? But everybody, all the the nobles are kind of like it's it's all cool. Like I think we got this. Christian Bale overhears. No, the captain's right. That's very much not the case. Until that point, did you guys have your suspicions that that was going to happen? Oh, 100 percent, Madison. <laughs> you don't hire pirates to do like a job without like expecting right. like your ship to be yours by the end of the day. They never right. said they were pirates. I mean, uh, but they have a they have a peg leg, a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. Like I, I could assume <laughs> this man is a pirate. Jeez, then didn't they, they like, read the novel? Mis- huh. Even without that information, they they all seem miserable the entire time. Yeah. Whenever yeah, they're yeah. doing anything, they're just they're clearly angry and they clearly hate the captain and all the nobles and they have a bunch of guys on a ship and they all know they're like, Hey, we're going to go get this treasure and we're going to pay you pennies to help us get it. And then we're going to drop you off and take all of it for ourselves. I don't know in what world there wouldn't be a mutiny. Mm-hmm. I meant to bring this up earlier, but does anyone think that Christian Bale's mom was happy to give him up? She was just kind of like, oh, thank God you got something to do. Yes, get the fuck out of here. Let go. Yeah, what happened to her? Did she just, she kind of just disappeared from the movie too. Is she just going to be in that bar her whole life? Or like, yeah. she's just, yeah, until he comes back. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But okay, so at this point, they're, uh, they're getting off on, which by the way, I did feel that this played out kind of sloppily in terms of like, they're just letting the, they're basically like go on the island and and like relax, just chill out. And I was the, gonna say that this is what irritated me the most yeah, about the movie. Please I go think. ahead, go because ahead. The main goal of the movie is like the treasure. That's everything's revolving around it. And they spend days in the hut, like holed up, eating assorted cheeses instead of like even attempt having one guy <laughs> attempt to find the the treasure. Like I just wanted one guy to yeah. go. Out. I know they have other things to worry about, like then maybe getting their throat well, slit in the night, but like. Well, it's, at least. they didn't have oh oh but you're right I, you're not talking about the bad guys you're talking about the like the, the good quote quote good yeah. guys yeah, yeah yeah and and they had the map and they weren't looking for it mm-hmm. also the map it, like well, oh, oh go ahead well if you think about it like i was having the same issue that you were conceptually like why wouldn't they just leave why wouldn't they just because it's because they have this advantage but if you really think about it, it's like they don't have um, as much ammunition and they're not physically as adept yeah, as some yeah. of those pirates. So if I think in a way, I feel like that's what the pirates are waiting for the, them to do. Like one of them to go find it and then bring it back and then try to like sneak out. And they would have just attacked them and taken the treasure and left. I, I could see that. I could I see could where see you're coming from. So, okay. the They basically tell Christian Bale, look, you're going to be our spy because Long John likes you and it's, 
you're gonna you're gonna keep us in the know. Uh, Christian Bale couldn't be a, a worse spy. They they land they get to to land and he just books it for the jungle. I guess to spy on them from a distance. Which like, did you guys is that what is that what you think his plan was? Like, what was his plan? Why did he leave them? Mm, I have no clue. I, I couldn't figure it out. It felt so off to me. I was, yeah. And Long John's like, like they're there, like, yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna get on the ship, and maybe we can get you some some rum, Jim, and we're gonna have a great old time. And then he just like, yeah, yeah, that that seems cool. Vroom, takes off. They're like, Jim, where are you going? We just said we're gonna have a good time. And, he, and so doesn't he start spying on them right away as soon as he gets off the boat? Does he like? That's what I'm saying. Is like, I think spying, <laughs> like, okay. They tell him to spy on them, but as an insider, not as like a become their enemy and look at them from the bushes. Like they're like be an insider. But then once he, but then once he becomes an insider, the doctor comes and like that whole. I have other issues with that conversation, but like okay, doctor comes and he's like, "Come on, let's go back, make a rapport." But but and you know what? I think that's what kind of defines Jim as like a badass character and and as somebody that we can look up to. Is, and even so, basically, there's there. It's he's coming to to be his own person, right? And we have the pirates who are like all the way on the quote unquote dark side. The the nobles who are just so about honor. They're like samurai, right? They're just like we got to take these guys in. We got to face them in battle. Yada yada. They're just like everything's by the book for them. And the complete opposite of the pirates is like, we're, we're literally stab each other in the back for this treasure, right? And so Christian Bale is taking pieces from each of that. He's like, I'll take what I like from this side. I take what I like from this side. And he's coming up with his own kind of thing. And like that scene is the epitome of that. The noble, the doctor being like, come with us. You can't stay with these bad men. And he's like, no, no. Like, this is how we're going to solve this shit. Like he's, a, he, as a kid, he has, more intuition than any of them because he gets to see both perspectives instead of leaning more towards any of them. So I thought that was like a really cool scene. But that other yeah. group like turned turned their back on him right away. Like they didn't even like wait your question. Like, oh shit, maybe he wants to go do something. Like he just like, oh, he left. Fuck him. You know, he, he abandoned us. Dude, wouldn't you feel the same way? Why did he just, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a terrible decision. <laughs> like, why did he just leave? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but I, it didn't ruin the movie for me. So and then he's like stuck on the island with all of them, and they're like, "Oh, this kid's not with us. Why would they keep him alive?" <laughs> oh, this kid's not with us. By the way, he had the treasure map. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we're all ruthless killers. Like yeah. <laughs> that one treasure. I don't know what his plan was, but but whatever. He meets Ben Gunn. <laughs> he meets Ben Gunn, and this is another defining moment. Well, they they don't reveal reveal it till later, but but Ben Gunn he had nothing to do on the island. So he looked for the treasure, even without the map. I thought that skeleton was so convenient, by the way, just the <laughs> idea that, that for <laughs> even after one year, would it really still be in that position? I mean, it didn't look like yeah. it was really cemented to the ground, but, <laughs> but Ben, Ben Gunn has all the monies, but it shows you that without a society, without somebody to put value to that money, he had nothing. Yeah. So Ben Gunn, even though like bless him, man, like I thought it was cool that he, he you can almost imagine Ben Gunn was like, he, well, he was a pirate. We know that, but he was more ruthless. And then after, after this, after he gets stranded and finds a treasure and he realizes, wow, like this journey has led me to what I wanted, but I've sacrificed my humanity in a way 
he kind of regains it and ends up being like a good person now. So I thought that was really, that was really telling and that was really cool. And uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. I did like the whole dynamic of like, that he sort of was giving, in a way, he sort of was going to give the treasure to like whoever gave him cheese. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, like whoever's kind enough to give me <laughs> an old man cheese in thoughts of nothing in return is worthy of sharing in the treasure. Yes. Yes. Which again, it hints at humanity, compassion over material goods, you know, and I think Christian Bale, he's at the perfect age to be picking up on this. So I, it ends up, it all ends up pointing towards like a really good, I think coming of age story. So, Oh, by the way, I, I love how Ben Gunn, like I, we talked about it in roar this thing of like exposition talking about another character when they're not there. And that's not necessarily always a good thing, but at the same time, because we've already met long John and we we've seen that like, wow, he seems, I mean, he's like the leader and all this stuff, but he seems overall like, like maybe not a super ruthless pirate and all the Flynn is dead. So we don't know anything about him, but all his, all the people related to him, black dog, black pew, they're all like, well, like, those are nasty dudes. Like, we don't want anything to do with them. So the fact that, that Ben just drops a line of, of, oh, even Flint was terrified of Long John. It's like, holy shit. Like, what is this guy capable of? And then we see what he is capable of, where he's just leads on this fucking full assault on, on these, these people who don't know how to fight, you know? Well, I guess they kind of know. How about Long John's uh, fighting style where he uses his cane to chuck at his enemies and like, stab him in the back? Uh, he was great. He was great. Yeah. And, and what about the line? Which, okay, I thought, I didn't think that the nobles, went, I keep calling them the nobles. What should we call them? The lords, the, the, the uh, fancy people. The, you guys know the who guys I'm talking about. Wigs, the, wigs. the guys with wigs. Yeah. The, the wigs. Uh, I didn't think that they went and killed the pirates at night. I think that was long john himself or another pirate that did it just so it's one less person to give money to you know i didn't think they were capable of that i I, and and it isn't ever cleared up and i kind of like that because it leaves you guessing like wait who was it but the nobles the Whigs, they don't really like they don't deny it so also wouldn't they just kill everyone if they did yeah yeah, yeah. exactly it's it's that's i don't think it was them I don't think, I think they use that to their advantage, but I don't think it was them. I think it was done by Long John to like really get them like ramped up, like to go like kill these dudes for good. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, can we, okay. I do have a question for you guys because of the honor. Since we're talking about honor and stuff like that and how that's pervaded in the movie. Um, So if you guys were the the rich nobles, whatever you want to call them, would you, you have played the same, like, would you held the same standards of honor or maybe played that game the same way that they did? Or are there things that maybe you would have done differently? I don't know what else they could have done. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. You could have killed Long John when he came. That's true. Oh, okay. Good point. That would have been my move. I would have. Sure. Maybe. But I, but I, I, you, I get what you're, you're right. That, that is an option, but I think that shows their character is they're like, they're, and even Long John, I mean, it's, he does, he's not as ruthless as those other guys. And it almost, in, in a, it's so interesting, amongst pirates, even the guy that has honor does get to kind of live, be, be the leader of them. 
and as the ones I, I didn't get his name but but the the one that that clearly has it out for long john that he ends up stabbing and he falls into the hole like that guy is the complete like opposite of long john as a pirate where like that guy clearly has like zero honor you know i think it was like gary mary or something like that was his name gary mary yeah it was so it was i, I cut it up because it was a, a p Postaway or whatever his name was oh p Postaway. Uh, yeah yeah uh, my I favorite did... shot of the movie it's i have the biggest laugh is when they're going to for the treasure and they're on this little hill and there's like ankle high grass but he's like chopping at it like this and he's in like vietnam it's <laughs> yeah. going through it i was like oh my god it was great <laughs> Let me, I just want to bring this, this fact up real quick. So we know that this, this novel has been adapted in the 30s and the 50s, 90s, maybe some other times before. By the Muppets. But yeah, there you I go. But that's my favorite version. The Muppets, the Muppets. Uh, let, me ask, let me tell you guys this. There's been another adaptation more recently. It was made in 2012. Do you guys know about this? Mm, I saw that, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's just go down this cast real quick. Just, just real quick. Eddie Izzard. Uh, Donald Sutherland, Elijah oh, Wood, and some other people. Like this cast is crazy, man. And I really want to watch the one with Orson Welles. That's wait, what? There's one with Orson Welles. What? I think he plays Long John in the seventies. What? Yeah, no. It's like fat, big Orson Welles. Like what? <laughs> How did I not know that? that ex- now I have to see. That. Oh, 72. 72. 72. Guys, and, like, for next died, movie, like, yeah. sh- can we just do? Can we just do like <laughs> that, that treasure island? I would be down. I, I, I would love, be down I'd watch to anything do that. with Orson Welles. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, I'd watch anything with Orson Welles in it. Okay, that's we. I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. We may potentially do that that movie next. I'm just. <laughs> I wonder possible. how like because this is during that phase in the 70s where he was drinking a lot. I don't know. I just imagine oh, yeah. like drug Long John Silver or something. <laughs> So the maybe we could do it as like a like a mini episode because we know that the plot and and the beats are going to be essentially the same. There'll mm-hmm. probably just be some small changes and kind of like standout moments. So maybe we could do like a quick like 15 20 minute and we just kind of add on to this conversation but with what that'd be great. these yeah. people brought. Yeah. I th- I think we should do that. that. That'd be really fun. But okay. Oh, by the way, the 72 one is rated G. So <laughs> uh, but that's a 72 G. That's true. That's true. That's, uh, that's yeah. all they had back then, right? There wasn't even PG. Yeah. It's, it's borderline hard PG 13. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's let's get back to to our movie. So essentially, yeah, the they find out that that Ben got the treasure. They're the, the oh, oh, oh hold on. We got to talk about the Israel fight, the Israel hands fight, mm-hmm. which. which I didn't make that. I didn't really understand that. I guess the point of Israel Hands being there, he was just protecting the ship, right? That's it. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I noticed in their fight after he is defeated and he falls. Uh, this is something that we've been experiencing on our movies of like really long falls. So there's the one in Ravenous. <laughs> there's the one in Roar off the balcony, mm-hmm. and this one is right up there with it. Where when he falls off the ship. It felt like thirty seconds. Like he just oh, like we got like also his body turned. It's like yeah. we. It's like Tony Scott directed that scene where it's like we get fifteen different camera angles of just Israel hands like. Oh. So I thought that was funny. Going back yeah. to that scene, one of my favorite things pirate movies do is when uh, the pirates like climbing up the mast with a knife in the mouth. Like uh-huh. it's so unnecessary, but it's like oh yeah. shit's going down. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
overall guys i i love this movie i thought i thought it was kick-ass and and again you say oh i, I know if you didn't tell me it was made for tv like i wouldn't necessarily have believed it because it never felt cheap or anything yeah. like that it had a great cast great effects uh just everything was was amazing so ted, ted turner pretty much wrote him a blank check i feel like, probably oh, man yeah. time over? here he goes <laughs> yeah no seriously uh all right well anything else before we dive into some of the backstory i did okay so there was this one scene yeah where uh the basically the entire the battle on the island where they're in the huts and the pirates are oh, sort yeah. of attacking so did anyone notice that the amount of pirates or whatever the crew like tripled <laughs> they would change depending on the scene what they would need like <laughs> for cannon fodder <laughs> Yeah, because it was like all of a sudden when they're on the boat, there's maybe like 12 of them and then a couple of them die when they like got on the island. And then all of a sudden they just have these masses of pirates, like some getting shot down, but it felt like there were all of a sudden like 25, 30 of them all. That seems to happen anytime you have a movie like that. Like for example, on, on Lost, it's like there would be as many survivors from that plane crash as they needed. You know what I mean? Like it'd just be, <laughs> depending on the episode, what was happening, it'd be like, I swear, they'd be like 50 extras. You're like, who the fuck are these people? We've never seen them. We've never seen their story. <laughs> like, this is this is wild. But um, like, how many planes crashed on this island? Was it more than one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like notorious. It's like the triangle. It's well, just all these different. Kylie, we talked about how this director never went on to make uh, anything else. And uh, maybe that's why they, the people saw it. And they were like, I got to say, man, your, your picture, Treasure Island, you could not get your extra consistency down. So we just, yeah, Hollywood, it's not a place for you. Sorry. Well, he did make other TV movies. With his dad, though. Uh, they were pretty much, most of them were all with his dad. I think two or three may have been outliers. That was the whole, I mean, I don't know if we want to say that for later, but I don't really under, I thought the direction was one of the highlights of the film. I think, yeah. especially yeah. being a TV movie with such a small budget, they did an amazing job. I agree. The shots were pretty effective. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was awesome. All right, so why don't we get into the backstory a bit? So the film was written and directed by Heston's son, which is probably why he was acting in it. But I mean, he this was his first directorial debut that he's credited for. I mean, he had one other before that, but he wasn't credited for it. And then he wrote the screenplay to the 1980 film The Mountain Men at like 22. It was very... Wow. Yeah, super young. So, I mean, I thought this was a pretty good film, but it seems like after doing this, he only ever directed other TV films. Hmm. I wonder that what, was the, about it. And I wonder I what the story is there. He seems so competent. Like, why didn't we see the rise of this guy? Yeah, and you would figure, I, I don't really understand it either because you would figure that even, I mean, he's still alive today. You would figure with like other, um, the other factors in play, considering the Hessens, his father, and that he is relatively talented, he would have some sort of leverage to yeah. be able to do this if he wanted to. Maybe he doesn't want to, but I mean, especially considering how many, at least TV, I mean, considering today how many actors like jump into like TV directing, you would assume that he could at least continue directing TV. But it seems like he directed a few, like three or four TV films throughout the 90s, early 2000s, and then had like a documentary maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was also the infant Moses in the Ten Commandments. So, fun fact. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, if we wanted to go into the fun facts. So, 
Uh, according to the commentary uh, on the DVD version of this, Oliver Reed was afraid of heights. <laughs> so you know the scene that they have in the beginning where he's like looking over the uh, oh, yeah. ocean? Yeah. yeah. So they, uh, he was so afraid of heights that he had to be rigged with a climbing harness in the scene oh. when he's looking out from the cove <laughs> with a spyglass, which led me to think, I mean, again, clearly uh, he was actually, Oliver Reed was nominated for like some weird award for this film so I, I guess it's a general consensus is that he was like amazing at doing this but I I didn't for such a small part I didn't understand like why wouldn't you just cast someone else why 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 did it have to be Oliver Reed like there are other people that can play a drunk pirate well uh, because you need that Damn. he needed to make a splash baby he needed to let <laughs> you know what you were in for like Oliver Reed I think set the tone for the movie like he i agree yeah okay how much money was spent on a harness on a low budget right? tv movie like how much <laughs> money we spent getting you go to rei it's probably up. like 200 bucks it's not that expensive come on how much time then was spent was this like a whole day where he was like oh i don't want to do it i don't know if i can do it and they had to do like 15 takes what? of him just standing there with the spy why glass? do you do his voice <laughs> like that are you like, implying he was drunk <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was just actually no, drunk the entire time he went completely i would be stressed on a cliff while drunk i understand it <laughs> it is said oliver reed was always always drunk i just um, it seems like a scene that should have taken like you know an hour probably took like a day don't is yeah. charlton Tessa still alive no no way no way. yeah no. yeah he's uh there is one interesting uh, other trivia from this movie is like after this Heston and Bale became like really close friends, which oh. is so odd because of the, just like the huge age gap. But just imagine like hitting the town or like going out for like a, like a meal. But like, yeah, Bale was like one of the few people who went to his funeral, like when he died. One of the few people? What? Or like few famous people. Yeah. Oh, like, got like, it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Still, though, I mean, you think yeah. m- maybe it was because of Heston's like NRA stuff that like people or his Mexican st- face and uh, that to be dude. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> this is a guy who did Middle Eastern face and Mexican face, so yeah, yeah. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, a Ten Commandments and a Touch of oh. Evil. His two biggest, uh, most well-known oh. performances. <laughs> he wasn't even himself. Well, I think I've seen the Ten Commandments. But trolling, you're right. That imagery of just like. Hey, uh, Christian, I was gonna I was gonna hit the town, get a steak. You wanna you know, shoot some some? What do they say when you play golf? Shoot some holes. Yeah. And like Christian oh, Bale okay. just like plaid shorts yeah. and like one of those golfer hats. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roddy Mike. <Knight. laughs> um, old newsies, Christian Bale. Yeah, knew that. <laughs> newsies, Christian Bale. Okay, so let's see other movies that came out in the '90s. This is what we were working with here. Ninety-nine or yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Specifically, Ms- yeah. Misery, Total Recall, Miller's Crossing, Ghost, Goodfellas, Dick Tracy, Tremors, personal favorite right there, Die Hard 2, Predator 2, Another 48 Hours, <laughs> and RoboCop 2. Who, who was just, dude, the year of the sequels right there, man. Everybody, yeah. just go, go, go. Oh, man. I don't know who would be home and not, you know. Right. Like Goodfellas. <laughs> This is going around the same year the movie came out. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy won Best Picture, which is up there, I think, with um, Green Book for maybe the worst Best Picture winners. Uh, <laughs> in June, George Bush uh, and the Soviet leader um, Mikhail Gorbachev signed the Chemical Weapons Accord to end chemical weapon production. Um, we go into early 90s recession. 
uh, U.S. or Bush signs the Americans with Disabilities Act. What else happened? Which, by the way, how interesting that used cars comes out in 1980s. It's all it's about people selling crap and corruption, and then we enter a, a recession in the 90s. Yeah. Coincidence. <laughs> and then uh, Yosemite National Park closes because of fires, which we're pretty much experiencing right now. Oh, Tron, I think and... you mispronounced it. I think it's Yos. Yosemite? Yosemite? Yos- it's Yosemite. Yosemite. No, you don't know the, the Donald Trump, like, mispronouncing Oh, it. that's right. Oh, no, he called it Yosemite, like, anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <sighs> the Motion Picture Association replaces the X rating with uh, NC-17. Alrighty. It's been reported that we, we love talking about if anyone died during production of movies, and for this movie, no one died, but... It seems like guy that played Richard Johnson, who played Squire Trelawney and Christopher Lee, they died two days apart when they did finally go. June 5th, June 7th. What do you know? R.I.P. gents. R.I.P. <laughs> let's let's move to over their heads because I have got some whopper reviews for you guys. So one is super long and I'm I only am gonna read parts of it, but I'll read this one in full. So here we here we go. It's always sad to see a star fall from so high. Charlton Heston, one of the greatest actors of its time. His resume includes great films such as Ten Commandments, Julius Caesar, and Ben-Hur, which is the greatest movie ever made, in my opinion. But he fell off the deep end with this one, folks. Low-budget, poor-quality DVD. Dude, you're reviewing the movie, not the DVD. What? Okay. The camera shots were anything but professional. I've taken better shots of ships with my handheld. There are some movies out there that you can tell were made for TV, and this is one of them. This may be personal opinion, spelled with two Ps, but Charlton Heston was 65 when this movie was made, if I'm not mistaken. What, what? <laughs> he may seem a little on the old side for this movie, as, except for a few rare cases, that was the maximum age anyone usually expected to live. What? what was this written by somebody that was like 85? What? I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. I just want to voice my opinion, again, with two Ps. If you're looking for a good adaptation, Go with the 1934 (laughs) half-decent or the 1950 really good adaptation. (laughs) I'm convinced this person was 100 when they wrote this. I love the fact that they they spelled opinion wrong twice, which means it wasn't a mistake. They actually did opinions (laughs) with two Ps. Okay, so this next one, this is... uh, Okay, Uh, like I said, I'm not going to read them full. This person doesn't deserve it, Uh, but but let's read... Real quick, Alan. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the, the cinematography was actually pretty decent, man. Like, yeah. About the, like, it was actually like, the lighting was actually pretty good and in the tavern scenes and stuff like that. Dude, the oceans were shot gorgeous. When they were on the boats, I felt like I was with them on the boats, you know? All the effort put into it. The ship, oh my goodness. Like, everything felt so real. And that's this next person's complaint is that everything looked cheap and fake. I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? They, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. So here we go. Filmed on location in England and Jamaica and on The Bounty, a detailed replica in 1962 for another movie, sold. But then they started getting into why they didn't like it. So it's immediately apparent that there's lack of detail in the sets. The background in each scene just looks empty. Many, many scenes are super close up What's a super close-up? Super <laughs> close-ups of whatever character is speaking at the time. 
the character's mugshot fills nearly the entire screen, as though the director is mindful of the em- empty set behind the actor. Another flaw, bad makeup jobs. The character blind cue, especially, mm. is made to look more like an extra in a really bad monster movie than a blind pirate. Long John Silver looks more like a millionaire at a costume party than the most what? feared pirate of all time. <laughs> what are they talking about? I don't, what? What, dude, that line killed me. A millionaire at a costume party? Like, I, I, what's that even Amazon, mean? You go on Amazon, go on Target, look up like costume party. Like, I get what he's saying. That's not what Charlton Heston looked like. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, so, millionaire costume parties are like eyes wide shut shit. Like, that's his <laughs> reason. And yeah, you're right. No millionaires dressing up as a pirate. No. Also, um, yeah, well, his look- blind pew comment is idiotic dude i thought that makeup was insane yeah. in, in the best way. it was actually kind of horrifying too like yeah. it, was, it looked good yeah i thought the makeup on all of them looked great i mean all of them looked dirty and greasy like it yeah. did yeah. look like they dude, were it wasn't... teeth oh sorry kylie go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say the same like the teeth is, is another great example they didn't look all made up they looked mm-hmm. almost like the their makeup was don't shower for two weeks. Oh, they also did a great job at hiding Heston's uh, like actual leg. Yeah, like I think oh, they had an extra sure. with an amputee for behind the back shots, but then they'd always have like an item in a frame to like cover him yeah. from standing or something. Uh, <laughs> See, that's good filmmaking. I didn't even notice that. I just believe she yeah. didn't have a leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I lost, I lost my train of thought, but I was going to say something about, about, yeah, that. Okay. So, you guys want to move into final questions? Yeah, sure. Do you guys have any because minor? Like, I couldn't come up with any good ones for this movie for some reason. Um, okay, here's one. What if you would have been if you were in this situation? Would you have been with the nobles or the pirates? Oh, that's a good one. Huh. I'm not gonna lie. It was looking grim for the nobles. Like they were just <laughs> they were backed up. That they were the pirates could have come from any direction. That little fort didn't look like it was gonna hold up much. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I might go with Nobles just because they seemed pretty good on their cheese inventory. <laughs> I think I, I didn't see anything of the pirates. What did, <laughs> remind me, what did Ben Gunn say he was living off of berries and what? I can't remember. I, I remember that line though. Like he was just like, yeah. it was like the land. Yeah. Berries and deer or something. Deer. Oh, oh not, not deer. Island. Sorry. It was like an animal. Oh. It was like nuts okay. or an animal, I think. Uh, not okay. deer. So, <laughs> I love this question. Who gave the most piratey performance? <laughs> Dude, yeah. honestly, they everybody was competing with each other. Like it I felt, felt like yeah. I was it, people were trying to out pirate each other in scenes. <laughs> I, I have, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, Oliver Reed set the press. He was like, "Guys, this yeah. you guys got to beat this." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, want, I felt like yeah, it was Oliver Reed and then Charlton Heston. I think we're like yeah. I would love it if it wasn't even in the script that he was Scottish, but to fuck with everyone, he showed up on set and was like, yeah, God, that, God, that, blah, blah, blah. like he, he sounded like Donald Duck at one point. Yeah. Where does this rank amongst other pirate movies? I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a pirate movie connoisseur. Are you guys? Neither am I. No, I not know. at all. Just those, Is, just those three pirate movies. Yeah. Is there really a lot of them? I mean, there's, there's a side. The 40s from- had a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. Like, what's that one filmmaker? Was it Flynn? What's it? I can't remember his name, but Errol Flynn. He, I think he made several, like, pretty notorious, like, pirate movies. Mm. Yeah. It would be worth looking into for maybe uh, 
doing like a, another pirate movie. Pirate for, month. <laughs> yeah, but pirate month. Yeah. Wow. Well, guys, again, I I'm so stoked that we found this, and I hope other uh, by doing this we raise awareness for it, and other people get to check it out, especially because Christian Bale is the person he is now, right? There's a lot of a lot of Bale fans out there, so I would say definitely this movie's worth your time. What do you guys think? Isn't a Criterion putting this one out? <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. I just saw that. Yeah. Wait, what <laughs> No, okay. No, I was I'm, just, I, like, I can't tell that's a joker. That's yeah, I was like, no, what? I was uh, like, really? I, I'm going to be the only one I think who doesn't recommend it. I just, I couldn't get that invested. And the moments of like that, of joy that happened were too and far between for me. So I'm going to have to pass on it. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. People can have wrong opinions. And if so... it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I get it, man. It, it didn't work for you. Uh, Danny, Kylie? Yeah, I, I totally recommend it. And I, like I said, like, I think people just need to go in with a, like, with a mindset that like, it's, it's a TV movie, but it's actually a really good TV movie. It's, you know, like, don't for expect sure. those. Because I, I remember like, for a period of time in the 90s, TV movies were really shitty. Like, they were shot on video. Oh, like, dude, yeah, really yeah. Effects. yeah. Which, real quick, speaking of TV movies, maybe that could be a series. We do TV movies because I really want to see Friedkin's TV TV movie of Twelve Angry Men. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. that has an insane cast. Have you guys heard of this it movie? Does. I've seen the no. cast. Yeah, it's <laughs> hold on. I want I want to read it for you guys real quick. But don't don't those movies always have like great cast? Like those sort of angry men and like those trial movies. I feel like I would have trouble like watching an, a remake of that just because it's so well done the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Kylie, what, allow are me. Are they going to switch the verdict? That's allow me to try to. Guilty. I don't know who's beating. I mean, I'm all for like the TV movie idea. That one, I would watch it and be interested in it. I would have a hard time because Being there objective. was a no I mean, I love, especially since like I'm okay. So I'm like a huge Twilight Zone fan, and a lot of those actors are also do a lot of episodes in Twilight Zone. So I, I, I love a lot of the actors in that film. Well, so I would me... have a hard time abandoning them. Like I couldn't. Yeah. See some of these other people. Well, let me try to convince you. Okay. okay. We have. I don't know why the IMDb list doesn't say who Jern number one is, but that's okay. This is this is good enough. We have Ossie Davis, George C. Scott, Armin Mueller, oh. Dorian Harewood, James Gandolfini, Tony Danza, Jack oh. Lemon, Hume Cronin, oh. McKelty Williamson, Edward James Olmos, and William Peterson. Damn. You have me at George C. Scott. <laughs> dude, that's just the jury alone. There's also Courtney B. Vance and uh, let's who else? Should be some other people. But this movie is. Yeah, it sounds insane. I think we got to do it. So, but okay, that is that is it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Check out our YouTube and our on our social media accounts. They're all up. We'll link them below. And um, that is all. So, uh, ciao. See you. Bye. People Magazine says, "Ahoy, mateys! Board this ripping good yarn and let's away." Be swept away on the tides of a wonderful adventure. Take this, you damn swamp! 
Charlton Heston, Christian Bale, Oliver Reed, Captain Billy Boyd's at your service, Christopher Lee, Treasure Island. <laughs>